to Jim Zoki with the Panthers postgame show, presented by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. Jim Zoki, Brett McMillan with you. We'll try to make it as painless as possible. 28 to 6, the final score. Panthers lose their sixth in a row, fall to 1 and 12 on the season. And uh, Brett and I, over the, about the next hour or so, we'll take you through all of it. Uh, NFL scoreboard. Uh, we'll get uh, to hear from the head coach, Chris Tabor, some of the Panther players as well, uh, and, and keep you up to date with the games that are going on, along with the injury updates, the stats from this game. But, uh, you know, Brett, it, it's just another week where. The final score probably doesn't indicate the way this game was actually going. It was a close game, and in fact, it was fourteen six. Panthers missed a field goal in the fourth quarter, would have made it fourteen to nine. And you start, you know, throwing, you know, haymakers from your own twenty yard line on fourth down, going for stuff. So that score doesn't really indicate the game. But it was just uh, again another day where the offense just continues to struggle, no matter what happens elsewhere in the field. Well, and think about this: you had it, it was fourteen to three, and you had the ball first and goal at the one yard line, mm-hmm. and had to settle for a field goal. Mm-hmm. And, you know that that's been the problem that this team's had. We talked about it some last week. Uh, I think the first three or four times they had it three third and less than three last week. They went backwards on third down. Well, that's what happened on the first and goal at, at the one. Went backwards and, and were so far back, I think we're at the 11-yard line and had to settle for a field goal. That's been the problem this offense has had. I mean, the defense did not play a bad game. I mean, mm-hmm. you talked about it being 14-6. Well, seven of those points came off a block field goal for a touchdown. Uh, and then the last Saints touchdown came on a 24-yard touchdown drive after the Panthers went for it on fourth down. So, I mean, again, Defense really played a pretty good ball game, but the offense couldn't deliver and hold up their end of things. Yeah, only 204 total yards in this game that the uh, the Panthers' defense gave up, 207. Uh, Panthers only had 303. And, again, it was just uh, not scoring points. They're just settling for field goals. As you said, first and goal at the one. They get a field goal to make it 14-6. to six. Uh, Bryce Young takes a, a sack that makes a longer field goal for Eddie Pinero, who hits the upright, stays 14-6. to six. Uh, They have a fourth and one. They throw to Blackshear, probably an easy catch for at least a first down there. He falls down. I mean, it's just like it's almost like they're just tripping over themselves. And Saints did nothing special in this game. They came in on a three-game losing streak. Derek Carr didn't play well. Uh, none of their big weapons, uh, as far as names, Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, did anything special in this game. And they win by 22 points. I mean, it's just uh, the Panthers not only have the worst record in the league, but by the eyeball test, just look like the worst team in the league when you're playing teams like New Orleans and you're not really that competitive as far as being able to have a chance to win it at the end. Well, think about this. After he got sacked one time, Derek Carr ends up in a shouting match with some of his offensive linemen. <laughs> He's getting booed by the crowd at New Orleans, and they're ahead. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's a team that has, has some dysfunction right now anyway. And, oh, by the way, they're in a three-way tie for first in the NFC South right now. Yeah. All those teams are now 6-7 and seven because of what happened with Tampa Bay and Atlanta. We'll talk scoreboard coming up in the next segment. But, yeah, this is a, a very down division. That last year the division winner was Tampa Bay at 8-9. and nine. They're very good odds. The winner of the division this year will have a losing record, which means the entire division will have losing records here. I just, um, you know, Bryce Young, look at his numbers. 13 out of 35, 137 yards, sacked four times. And I thought, you know, there were times he, he missed it open. Jonathan Mingo on a post route that looked like that should have been a touchdown. Uh, DJ Chark drops a deep ball that looked like it should have been, you know, first and goal at about the five-yard line if he catches that ball. So it's a combination of drop passes, receivers falling down, the usual offensive line play that doesn't protect well enough at times. But you you wish as far as the offense went, it was just like one or two things that you could just pinpoint as being the issue. 
they, you know, we should say that they ran the ball better than they have in a long time, better than they have this season for sure. 204 total yards. Chuba Hubbard had 87 yards. Miles Sanders, 74 on just 10 carries. Had that big 48-yard run you mentioned where they came up empty as far as just settling for a field goal. But when you run for 200 yards and possess the ball, I mean, you should at least be in it right to the very end with a chance to win. Yeah, you would think so. And, and for the most part, like you said, go to the fourth quarter. Really, they were. They had an opportunity. They, they were driving. They had an opportunity to get to, to to really, I mean, they were within a touchdown and a two-point conversion of tying that ball game. It was a one-possession game. And, you know, think about how many one-possession games the Panthers have had recently. I mean, three of their last four games were all one-possession games. Mm-hmm. And they had an opportunity to make that the case again, but they were unable to do it because, and I, and there's some, we could talk about this as the, as the show goes on. I, I suspect I'm concerned about some of the play calling in short yardage situations, a lot of deep balls that, that you felt like when they just could have, should have run the ball. Um, I'd still like to see him move Bryce around in the pocket a little bit more, uh, but they were very effective in the running game. And you know, third and ones, they're, they're trying to go deep down the sideline, and it just wasn't working for him. Yeah, you're right. Those are low percentage plays. And for an offense that struggles to do a, a low percentage, say, 30-yard throw when you need two or three to pick up a first down, uh, again, just play you know, play the odds. You're, you're good at running the ball today. Uh, you should be able to get somebody open on a very short route, just a hitch or something like that. Again, I know Blackshear fell down on that one, but one of seven on their fourth down attempts today. But uh, I agree with you on that one, too, as far as just uh, some of the uh, play selection, uh, just very high degree of difficulty for – what should be just move the chains? I, I I get it. You're you're trying to maybe catch them in a surprise. You know you're throwing deep when they're not expecting it, but they seem to be covered or double teamed. In fact, on, on most of those throws. Yeah, and and I don't know if it's because of Bryce's height that they don't like their own slants or anything over the middle. But I never see anything over the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's very rarely a pass over the middle, which I see a lot of teams do in those short yardage situations. Just a quick little, you know, a quick little shot to somebody you know, cutting in off of a wide receiver position or off of the slot receiver position, just bam, hike, you know, snap the ball, guy cuts in, and it seems like most of the time those are quick completions. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we'll we'll, we'll look at the, some of the stats coming up a little bit later on. As I mentioned, we'll have the uh, scoreboard next segment, get you up to date with uh, not only the Falcons-Tampa uh, final, but games that are going on right now from the early games that are winding down. And uh, we'll hear from uh, the interim head coach, Chris Tabor, and some of these Panther players. We'll check back in with Anish, Luke, and Jake at their final thoughts as we uh, go through this, the Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey post-game show. Again, the final score, 28-6. Saints win it over the Panthers on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Panthers football is heard exclusively on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Touchdown, Carolina! Join us next Sunday as the Panthers host the Packers. Kickoff on the network is set for 1 o'clock. Presented by Morris Jenkins, official heating, air conditioning, and plumbing services partner of the Carolina Panthers. To Jim Zoki with the Panthers postgame show, presented by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. Jim Zoki, Brett McMillan with you. We'll try to make it as painless as possible. 28 to 6, the final score. Panthers lose their sixth in a row, fall to 1 and 12 on the season. And uh, Brett and I, over the, about the next hour or so, we'll take you through. All of it, uh, NFL scoreboard. Uh, we'll get uh, to hear from the head coach, Chris Tabor, some of the Panther players as well. 
uh, and, and keep you up to date with the games that are going on along with the injury updates and stats from this game. But, uh, you know, Brett, it's just another week where the final score probably doesn't indicate the way this game was actually going. It was a close game. And in fact, it was 14-6. Panthers missed a field goal in the fourth quarter, would have made it 14-9. And you start, you know, throwing – you know, haymakers from your own 20-yard line on fourth down going for stuff. So that score doesn't really indicate the game. But it was just, uh, again, another day where the offense just continues to struggle no matter what happens elsewhere in the field. Well, and think about this. You had it, it was 14-3, to three and you had the ball first and goal at the one-yard line mm-hmm. and had to settle for a field goal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that's that been the problem this team's had. We talked about it some last week. Uh, I think the first three or four times they had it three, third and less than three last week, they went backwards on third down. Well, that's what happened on the first and goal at, at the one. Went backwards and, and were so far back, I think we at the 11-yard line and had to settle for a field goal. That's been the problem this offense has had. I mean, the defense did not play a bad game. I mean, mm-hmm. you talked about it being 14-6. Well, seven of those points came off a blocked field goal for a touchdown. Uh, and then the last Saints touchdown came on a 24-yard touchdown drive after the Panthers went for it on fourth down. So, I mean, again, Defense really played a pretty good ball game, but the offense couldn't deliver and hold up their end of things. Yeah, only 204 total yards in this game that the uh, the Panthers' defense gave up to a seven. Uh, Panthers only had 303, and again, it was just uh, not scoring points or just settling for field goals. As you said, first and goal at the one to get a field goal to make it 14 to six. Uh, Bryce Young takes a, a sack that makes a longer field goal for Eddie Pinero, who hits the upright, stays 14 to six. Uh, they have a fourth and one. They throw to Blackshear, probably an easy catch for at least a first down there. He falls down. I mean, it's just like it's almost like they're just tripping over themselves. And Saints did nothing special in this game. They came in on a three-game losing streak. Derek Carr didn't play well. Uh, none of their big weapons, uh, as far as names, Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, did anything special in this game. And they win by 22 points. I mean, it's just uh, the Panthers not only have the worst record in the league, but by the eyeball test, just look like the worst team in the league when you're playing teams like New Orleans and you're not really that competitive as far as being able to have a chance to win it at the end. Well, think about this. After he got sacked one time, Derek Carr ends up in a shouting match with some of his offensive linemen. <laughs> He's getting booed by the crowd at New Orleans, and they're ahead. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's a team that has, has some dysfunction right now anyway. And, oh, by the way, they're in a three-way tie for first in the NFC South right now. Yeah. All those teams are now 6-7 and seven because of what happened with Tampa Bay and Atlanta. We'll talk scoreboard coming up in the next segment. But, yeah, this is a, a very down division. That last year the division winner was Tampa Bay at 8-9. and nine. They're very good odds. The winner of the division this year will have a losing record, which means the entire division will have losing records here. I just, um, you know, Bryce Young, look at his numbers. 13 out of 35, 137 yards, sacked four times. And I thought, you know, there were times he, he missed it open. Jonathan Mingo on a post route that looked like that should have been a touchdown. Uh, DJ Chark drops a deep ball that looked like it should have been, you know, first and goal at about the five yard line if he catches that ball. So it's a combination of drop passes, receivers falling down, the usual offensive line play that doesn't protect well enough at times. But you you wish as far as the offense went, it was just like one or two things that you could just pinpoint as being the issue. They, you know, we should say that they ran the ball better than they have in a long time, better than they have this season for sure. 204 total yards. Chuba Hubbard had 87 yards. Miles Sanders, 74 on just 10 carries. Had that big 48-yard run you mentioned where they came up empty as far as just settling for a field goal. But when you run for 200 yards and possess the ball, I mean, you should at least be in it right to the very end with a chance to win. Yeah, you would think so. And and for the most part, like you said, go to the fourth quarter. Really, they were. They had an opportunity. They they were driving. They had an opportunity to get to to really – I mean, they were within a touchdown and a two-point conversion of tying that ball game. It was a one-possession game, and – 
you know, think about how many one-possession games the Panthers have had recently. I mean, three of their last four games were all one-possession games. Mm -hmm. And they had an opportunity to make that the case again, but they were unable to do it because – and I and there's some we could talk about this as the as the show goes on. I, I suspect I, I'm concerned about some of the play calling in, in short yardage situations, a lot of deep balls that that you felt like when they just could have, should have run the ball. Um, I'd still like to see him move Bryce around in the pocket a little bit more. Uh, but they were very effective in the running game, and on you know, third and ones, they're they're trying to go deep down the sideline, and I just wasn't working for him. Yeah, you're right. Those are low percentage plays, and for an offense that struggles to do a, a low percentage, say thirty yard throw when you need two or three to pick up a first down, uh, again, just play. You know, play the odds. You're you're good at running the ball today. Uh, you should be able to get somebody open on a very short route, just a hitch or something like that. Again, I know Blackshear fell down on that one, but one of seven on their fourth down attempts today. But uh, I agree with you on that one too, as far as just the, some of the uh, play selection, uh, just very high degree of difficulty for. What should be just move the chains? I, I I get it. You're you're trying to maybe catch them in a surprise. You know you're throwing deep when they're not expecting it, but they seem to be covered or double teamed. In fact, on, on most of those throws. Yeah, and and I don't know if it's because of Bryce's height that they don't like their own slants or anything over the middle. But I never see anything over the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's very rarely a pass over the middle, which I see a lot of teams do in those short yardage situations. Just a quick little, you know, a quick little shot to somebody you know, cutting in off of a wide receiver position or off of the slot receiver position, just bam, hike, you know, snap the ball, guy cuts in, and it seems like most of the time those are quick completions. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we'll we'll, we'll look at the, some of the stats coming up a little bit later on. As I mentioned, we'll have the uh, scoreboard next segment, get you up to date with uh, not only the Falcons-Tampa uh, final, but games that are going on right now from the early games that are winding down. And uh, we'll hear from uh, the interim head coach, Chris Tabor, and some of these Panther players. We'll check back in with Anish, Luke, and Jake at their final thoughts as we uh, go through this. The Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey post-game show. Again, the final score, 28-6. Saints win it over the Panthers on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This is Jim Zoki. Join me Sunday at 10 for the Panther Stadium Show. Three hours of pregame. Counting you down to the Panthers-Packers game. On the home of the Carolina Panthers, 99.7 The Fox. This is the Panthers Post Game Show, presented by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. Zone read, gives straight up the middle, touchdown, touchdown, Carolina. Reaction and analysis to today's game with special guests, highlights, and updates from around the league. Complete, touchdown right side, makes the catch, touchdown, Panthers! Now what? How about it? Now what? Now to Jim Zoki with the Panthers postgame show exclusively on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Saints 28, Panthers 6, New Orleans in a uh, three-way tie for first in the NFC South at 6-7 and seven, while Carolina falls to 1-12 and 12 with their sixth consecutive loss. We won't do a lot of the uh, highlight calls here, but we'll give you a little flavor of what happened during the course of the game. Initially, this was thought to be a interception. They ruled a fumble here as Bryce Young back in the pocket first quarter here, and the pressure gets to him as New Orleans gets the takeaway. Ball right now at the 49-yard line. Young under center, two tight ends to the right. Chark left, Mingo wide right. Young under pressure. And as he throws it, the ball's in the air, and the Saints may have picked it off. And they did, so the turnover there. And then uh, it was a 7-3 uh, uh, game, and then 
They 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 had the Johnny Hecker was kind of backed up. He was handed about the 10, 15 yard line. Get ready to punt the ball away. Never got the ball even off his foot. Blocked here by by the uh, by the Saints in this game, and they get the touchdown here. Johnny Hecker will punt here on fourth and two. He catches the snap. They block the kick. It's rolling backwards. The Saints pick it up. It's a touchdown. So that made it uh, difficult. Obviously, fourteen to three. That's what it would be at halftime there. Uh, the, the Panthers would get it down to 14-6, to six, and uh, then it would just be uh, a couple of New Orleans touchdowns to put it away. Alave had one. Jimmy Graham had one. Makes it 28-6. to six. Panthers trying to go for a number of fourth-down conversions in this game. We're only one of seven in terms of being successful here in another fourth-down conversion turnover on downs here for the Panthers. Young takes the snap. Quick throw. Oh, no. Blackshear fell down at the oh, 30. No. Could not hang on. He springs up. It's incomplete. Oh. It's a turnover on downs. That's kind of how the day went, Brett. Uh, the Panthers were just out there just struggling to, again, piece together enough offensive consistency. You mentioned it in the first segment where yeah, they had some good field position. They had a first and goal at the one. They have to settle for a field goal. They miss a field goal. And just, it's just one thing after another, the final score doesn't indicate what this game could have been should it have been a close game because of the fact the Panthers had to start going for stuff deep on their own side of the field, leading to easy points for the Saints. But uh, just another week where the, the offense doesn't, doesn't look uh, in concert outside of the fact, again, they ran the ball well, no doubt. 204 yards rushing is a huge number in the NFL, but in the passing game, just have not had any ability to get anything consistently going in the pass game. Uh, one thing I thought was better today for the Panthers offense is they didn't have those penalties at crucial times like they've had in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, I know the last few weeks they've had a lot of, you know, get a big gain and it has to come back on a holding penalty. And I'm, I'm not even sure the Panthers had any holding penalties today at all. And uh, I don't remember yeah, any. Oh, yeah, so, I mean – you know, when you really come down, that was an improvement today. Uh, one thing I think that worked works against the Panthers and continues to work against the Panthers is the fact that, you know, they're not a good football team. And when teams have poor records, and we saw it a couple times today where there clearly should have been intentional grounding calls against Derek Carr. Clearly. Two of them, yeah. Yeah, but nothing was called. Right. And the officials, one time they didn't even huddle and talk about it. The other time, I think they might have had a brief little chit-chat and said, the one that, there? Nah. The one that hit the offensive lineman with no receiver anywhere near it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the very least, it could have been illegal touching of the ball, and nothing, nothing's called. Mm-hmm. But that's what happens with bad teams, right. is the officials will not give you the benefit of the doubt ever. And so I think that continues to work against this team. You've got to earn your way to respect the officials. Even though they're supposed to be unbiased, they're still – Something that works in the back of their minds. But mm-hmm. like I said, I thought the a positive today was that, you know, I can't remember any holding calls for the Panthers today. They had four penalties for 27 yards. Not not a horrible day that way, but that was an improvement, I thought. Yeah, so again, you know, second week in a row where they've run the ball well. Penalties were down in this game. Didn't really hurt themselves a lot. They just couldn't convert third down. They get a lot of these, you know, where they don't do well in first and second down. The third downs a lot of times third and eight, third and ten. And, and those are the ones that, that really hurt you. It's like, yeah, we mentioned that they had first and goal at the one, some other situations. But the bulk of the game is that they don't do well overall a lot of times on first and second down, leaving themselves with these low percentage third down conversion tries and then kind of oddly throw deep down the field 25, 30 yards when they just need two, three yards to pick up a first down and end up uh, punting the ball away. Yeah, and that was kind of baffling to me. I know I understand, appreciate them trying to stretch the field, which is something they haven't been doing a lot this year. Mm-hmm. They try to get the defense to, to push back a little bit and give them a little room maybe underneath. 
but they're not taking advantage. They do that occasionally, but they don't take advantage of that. And so I think that that's, that's kind of baffling to me. Now, I'm not clearly a play caller, and I don't, you know, there's a reason I'm not making the big bucks as a play caller. <laughs> so I don't understand that, but that kind of baffles me when you look at it, like you talked about. You know, especially in situations like that, you got a third, you know, you got a first and goal from the one. You've been successful pounding the ball away and pounding it, and yet you get down to the one yard line, and, you know, first down, you go back two yards. And you made the point at the time. Miles Sanders has just run 48 yards. Take him out and put Chuba in. <laughs> Fresh legs, yeah. Yeah, put the guy in there that didn't just run 49 <laughs> yards. I mean, that makes a lot more sense to me than having the same guy try to run the ball again. I mean, I understand trying to reward the guy that just had the long run and didn't score, but put the guy in there that, that's going to be able to bully forward for a couple of yards and get yourself into the end zone. You know, mm-hmm. but you go backwards on first down, then you go backwards, you know, then you get a sack and – You've left yourself a huge hole, and you have to settle for a field goal. Yeah, no, I agree with that, and it's just um, it's mind it's yes, you know, it's mind numbing. And then you know, I think you know, and, and every play there's options. So you know, again, they're throwing deep. Is he taking the option where there might be a check down available that we're not you know fully aware of or something like that? So while there's a play called, it's not necessarily like you only have that option of throwing deep. Is there a shorter option that he could take if he sees it out there just to try to pick up the first down? Would be my question, but. Again, it's um, it's been a long season for that reason. How do we uh, do with uh, as far as uh, what are the injuries uh, from this game that you saw? Uh, there were a couple in this injury report brought to you by Atrium Health. You deserve to live your best life, and Atrium Health is here to help. Uh, Justin McCray, the offensive lineman, went down to the first play of the game with a calf injury, and uh, tight end Ian Thomas went out during the game with an ankle injury, and that's all we know at this point. All right, so thanks to Atrium Health. When we come back, uh, we'll get uh, well, thoughts from the guys in the booth. We'll be hearing from the interim head coach, Chris Tabor, some of these Panther players as well. We'll get another scoreboard update for you. I will tell you the Rams with a late field goal tied it with Baltimore. Uh, so they're now even at 31 all. They're going to head to overtime. Cleveland has extended their lead. They're up 10 on Jacksonville. Uh, Brett will give you the full rundown coming up here as we continue here on the uh, Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey postgame show. Panthers fall to New Orleans 28-6. to You're listening to the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. It was a season that captured the hearts of a city. A lot of people in Charlotte, the Panthers were their second favorite team. I think after that, Panthers started becoming their first favorite team. And the region, we were the first to be able to bring that type of joy to the Carolinas. Cardiac, the story of the 2003 Carolina Panthers. Yes, Charlotte, there is a Super Bowl, and we're in it. You can listen to Cardiac on Panthers.com or the iHeartRadio app. And hey, welcome back. Along with Jim Zoki, Brett McMillan. Panthers fall to the Saints 28-6 today. The Panthers locker room show brought to you by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. We're going to head back to New Orleans where Anish, Jake, and Luke have caught up with the head coach. We are now joined by Panthers interim head coach Chris Tabor. Chris, let's start with the positives. You told me before the game you wanted to run the football what led to 200-plus yards running and almost five-plus yards of carry? I thought the guys up front did a nice job. I thought our backs ran well. And, uh, you know, it gave us a chance to stay ahead of the sticks there. And uh, I, was, I was real proud of those guys. Hey, Coach, it's Jake here. I just got a question, and I, I hate to even bring up officiating, but 
I think we all saw it. Was there any explanation to the car, the, the pass that Derek Carr threw to the left to the left tackle, Andrews Pete, and there wasn't any legal touching or grounding on that play? I definitely asked that question, and uh, I don't have a great answer for you on that. Yeah, well, that's, that's smart. Well, we can say it for you. We, we just can't understand that one either because that was such a crucial part of the game. But back to offensively, listen, we ran the ball well, but pass game still had a lot of struggles. Is there any kind of hope in sight we can maybe get that going a little bit as we uh, try to finish out this season? I think so. I thought we tried to take more shots today down the field, uh, which I think is good, you know, and, and obviously we didn't connect on enough of those, um, nor did we get any pass interference calls. Uh, you know, because sometimes that's maybe what you might get with And they're a good secondary. They're a good secondary, and and uh, they, they play well with their hands. Uh, we just didn't get any breaks in, in that area. We had some opportunities, had some guys open. We just didn't get the job done. Taves, what's up? It's Luke. Just wanted to kind of check in and see how Johnny's doing. We obviously saw him go down in the first half. In the second half, I don't think he punted in the second half. He came in and held a couple balls for field goals. But how's he doing? He's fine. John, yeah, he'll be good. That's always uh, – that's never good when, when we're talking about that. Yep. Coach, with Bryce Young, um, first half, the numbers, I know, don't tell the whole story, but you know, the numbers weren't great. And Jake and I you know, wondered if there would be a short leash on him in the second half, if his confidence was broken. Then he comes out and you know, was able to move the offense down on the field. What did that tell you about Bryce Young and his ability to shake off kind of a, a rough first 30 minutes? He's a competitor. He's a competitor. I've always said that about him. Got a lot of confidence in the kid, and, and uh, he's going to continue to get better. The, regardless of how it was going for him, it was a 14-6 ball game. So there, there's a, a lot of football uh, that has to be played. I don't think you hit the panic button on anything. I think you just kind of try to keep grinding through, and, uh, and hopefully you come, over on, come out on the other side. Yeah, Coach, I um... – Next week, division game, Atlanta. They had a tough loss today. And I just – it's got to be a little frustrating. We see – like I look at this final score, that's not indicative how this game went. We look at Tampa last week. And Atlanta team, We, in my opinion, we let off the hook week one. It's just these guys got to make that next step next, and hopefully next week to, to break through. And that's the thing that we're looking forward to see, hopefully. No, I'm with you. Uh, we're we're going to continue to work at it. That's the, that's the only thing I know how to do. And um, I, I still like all, I still like our guys, and uh, it, it bothers me. It hurts. Um, I mean, it really hurts. It, but uh, what, what are you going to do? I mean, you can you, you, you can either stop or keep keep chopping wood. We'll keep chopping wood. All right. Good luck, Coach. Right, Thanks, thank Coach. You. Thank you. And that's the way it went, uh, 28 to six. And it was a game where um, the Panthers missed a field goal early fourth quarter, could make it 14 to nine. And then it's a different, uh, probably a different kind of a game after that, Brett, because then it becomes just like you're, you're just, you know, again, you're just throwing stuff out there, just trying to make something happen. The ball goes the other way. You, you turn it over on downs. They get some really short fields for some last two touchdowns in this game to make it 28-6. to six. But the bottom line was, you know, you either do or don't get those points. And, honestly, they're settling for field goals when they needed touchdowns in this game. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting you talk about short fields. Here's where the Panthers started their first five possessions. The 15, the 20, the 12, the 25, the 17. Hmm. New Orleans started their first four possessions at the 44, the plus 36, the plus 44, and the 25. And one of their touchdown drives was 24 yards. I mean, that when you've got an offense like the Panthers and you're starting at your own 12-yard line or your own 17-yard line, 
and you go 40 yards, let's say, which is an accomplishment for the way this offense is playing, <laughs> right. that gets you, you know, that gets you to what? That doesn't even get you to the 40-yard line, to the opponent's 40-yard line, which is still at a field goal range. If you're starting at the 25, at least that gets you to the 35-yard line, and you're in, you're in field goal range. Those are horrible. I mean, that that's something this team has been struggling with most of this year is right. starting position, and that's just how that keeps happening is is be is beyond me. And some of it is we don't, you know, say we get the ball, say it's a touchback. If you don't pick up a first down, you punt the ball. They begin with pretty good field position, and then you know they at least pick up a couple first downs. Now you're punting the ball and you're fighting that. Like the Tennessee game was a great example of that. It just felt like every drive was starting inside your own. 15 yard line. Yeah. Because if you don't pick up a series of first downs, that's what you're doing. That's the complimentary football that you're not doing is that you're not at least picking up first downs, playing complimentary football with your special teams and your defense. And, and that, that's what happens when the offense is really that bad. It really affects defense. It affects special teams. And then it comes back around to affect the offense the next drive when you don't pick up first downs because of the poor field position you're talking about. Yeah. You don't flip the field at all. Right. And, you know, it's, you know, to me, it, there's two types of turnovers. There are, you know, there are opportunistic turnovers and there are prevention turnovers. And this team's had a hard time creating turnovers already. The opportunistic ones are the turnovers that you that you create in plus territory where it gives you a chance to score. The preventative turnovers are the ones where you keep the other team from scoring. They're deep in your own territory and you keep the team from scoring. Mm-hmm. Firstly, you're not generating turnovers anyway, so that's not giving you the short field opportunities. And then, like you talked about, when you have an offense that's not able to flip the field for you, mm-hmm. then that's that's hurting. That's not only hurting the offense, that's hurting the defense, and then subsequently the offense again. Well, someone who did play great today, we can all agree upon, is Derek Brown. And when we come back, we'll hear from the great Derek Brown, who to me is a team MVP this season. We've also got final thoughts from the guys in the booth. We'll have our own three and outs and uh, more scoreboard updates coming up as we continue here. In the aftermath of the Saints winning over the Panthers 28-6. to More coming up on the Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey post-game show. You're listening to Panthers Football presented by Morris. It's been 20 years since the Cardiac Cats punched their ticket to Super Bowl 38. They've done it. They're the champions of the NFC. Celebrate by listening to Cardiac on Panthers.com or the iHeartRadio app. Back to the Panthers post-game show. Presented by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. Along with Brett McMillan, Jim Zoki with you. We continue on the Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey Post Game Show 28 to 6. The Saints win over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, but in this game, another great performance individually by Derek Brown leading this defense. And he should certainly be getting a lot of. Pro Bowl consideration this season, Brett, for sure, as well, as he leads the team in tackles in this game with 10. He had the interception in this game. Again, we're talking about a defensive tackle here, uh, getting an interception. Uh, Nobody else from the team, secondary-wise or otherwise, had an interception in this game. He's just been an incredible player this season all the way through. He kind of battered it up in the air and caught it. I mean, he's showing better hands than a lot of the receivers. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, can he play tight end? (laughs) Can he play wide (laughs) receiver? Two-way player? Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, I I would nominate Jim. I think he should be our hardest-working player of the game. We can jump ahead. The Sunbelt hardest-working player of the game? Let's do it. Let's give uh, Derek Brown the hardest-working player of the game, presented by Sunbelt Rentals, the official rental equipment partner of the Carolina Panthers. Let's knock it out early, and let's hear from the star of the game, Derek Brown, joining the guys in the booth. We're joined by Panthers defensive end Derek Brown. Derek uh, the interception. Walk us through how that happened. Uh, I mean, 
know, just trying to put my hands up, make a play for the defense. Uh, you know, it wasn't enough to get the win today, but uh, it was a you know, great play right before the half. You've now become one of the leaders on this team. What's your message to that locker room, given where things are right now? Keep working, man. If you quit now, then you'll you'll, uh, you'll quit forever. So, uh, man, you you know, hard. So you got your back against the wall, man. You got to just keep working. You got to be a grown man about it. Yeah, Derek, Jake Delhomme here. I um, I I don't know what to ask you. To be quite honest, week in and week out, I watch you line up. I watch you make plays in the run game, make plays in the passing game. I watch you hustle and everything. And just the only thing I can suggest is keep doing what you're doing. It will turn at some point. It can't be any more difficult than what it is now. But um, I just I guess the question I'm asking is you have to make sure you bring guys along with you. And that's something that I don't know if it's even a question. It's more of a statement. And that's something watching you play we appreciate from our end watching the effort and the talent that you bring week in and week out. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's uh, you know it's, it's not negotiable, man. You gotta you gotta have it, and um, we gotta have it as a unit, as a team, all three phases, man. Uh, you know, at the end of the game today, we got uh, short field, but I mean, there's no excuse in the short field. You gotta stop those points, man. Get that game manageable. Be able to get the offense, special teams, chance to put those points on the board and uh, get us back in that game. Derek, what's up? It's Luke. I echo what these guys say. You've been a lot of fun to watch this year. Kind of talk about. Your development since coming in as a rookie, you've had a couple different coaches. Now you got Coach Wash. I feel like you're really starting to come along. Last year you had a great year, and this year you're playing really well. Just kind of talk about the the development of, of you since your first year. Yeah, man, uh, it's been, been through a lot of coaches so far. Uh, you know, it's been uh, the last two years I had two strong seasons and uh, kind of just find what works for me. Um, you know, the coaches, you know, we've – Learn a technique and give me a chance in OTAs, give me a chance to go into the summer practicing it, working it, and then, you know, being able to take it full tilt when we get ready to put the pads on. I mean, that allows me to be able to function within the system a lot better than, you know, just, you know, getting it right at training camp for sure. Sweet. Thank you. Derek, appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. All All right. That's uh, Derek Brown, 10 tackles, had an interception in this game. And, uh, you know, Brett, you talk about, you know, not only players that uh, this team will want to build around core players. Uh, moving forward, but uh, guys could be in line for a big paycheck uh, in his near future too, because that's that's not one you want to let go of. And you think about marquee positions that you want to fill on football teams. And I remember not too long ago, teams were just gashing the Panthers right down the middle a couple of years, two two years ago. Or so running the ball against Carolina, you you have to stop the basics, things like pressure up the middle, uh, stopping the run up the middle, things like that. And, and Derek Brown does so much more than that. Yeah, I mean, he's really been just uh, just. A- a revelation this year just had an outstanding year I mean you think about the Saints today you know their net rushing yards were 97 but it was so much lower than that for most of the day they got a couple big runs late in the game mm-hmm. uh basically once it was decided I mean they were just absolutely amazing today and though how well they played uh you know again the defenses the defenses played well enough to win ball games I mean that's when you know when when your offense is only putting up I mean, the last time the Panthers put up more than 15 points was against Miami. You know, and you're not going to win games and only putting up 15 points or less. Yep. And, you know, and that the defense is holding teams, you know, to, to you know, you know, held Houston to 13. Indianapolis got 27, you know, 13, you know, 16 against Chicago. Dallas got 33. But, you know, we all know Dallas is a pretty high-powered offense. Mm-hmm. You know, 17 against Tennessee, 21 to Tampa last week, and 28 today. But as we talked about, you know, you know, punt return blocked for a touchdown, you know, 24-yard touchdown drive. I mean, 
how much do you blame on the defense? You take those two off, and it's a 14-point game. Yeah, absolutely true. So, yeah, defense has played well, and typically special teams does. But today, blocked punt allowed for a touchdown, and Eddie Pinheiro missed field goal. Uh, those things uh, mattered early in this game uh, before it got out of hand towards the end. So, uh, got more to come here. We'll hear from the guys their final thoughts with Luke, Jake, and Anish. Uh, we'll get you an update on the scoreboard along with the stats page from this game and our final three and outs all coming up here as we wind things down here as the Panthers lose to New Orleans by a score of 28-6. to You're listening to Panthers Football presented by Morris Jenkins. It was a season that captured the hearts of the city. A lot of people in Charlotte, the Panthers were their second favorite team. I think after that, Panthers started becoming their first favorite team. And the region, we were the first to be able to bring that type of joy to the Carolinas. Cardiac, the story of the 2003 Carolina Panthers. Yes, Charlotte, there is a Super Bowl, and we're in it. You can listen to Cardiac on Panthers.com or the iHeartRadio app. New Orleans Saints 28-6 winners over the Carolina Panthers. We're now 1-12 and as they uh, lost six games to open the season, won a game. Now they've lost six more to fall to 1-12 and overall. New Orleans in a three-way tie for first in the NFC South at 6-7 and along with Atlanta and Tampa Bay. Atlanta comes here next week. We send back to New Orleans now and to the Superdome. Catch up with the guys with their final thoughts. Your final score from the Superdome. New Orleans 28, Carolina 6. Four games left in the Panthers season. Their record sits at 1-12. and 12. This one was frustrating because there were opportunities. The final score doesn't tell the story. The Panthers ran for 200-plus, a season high. They outgained New Orleans by almost 100 yards. They held the Saints to 110 passing, below 100 rushing, and yet plays that changed the game. Block punt that led directly to a touchdown. Jake, Panthers get a first and goal after a 48-yard run by Miles Sanders. The rare explosive play have to settle for a field goal. When we had short fields, we could not take advantage. It just it was just a, a snowball effect then late in the game when we had to go for it, which allowed the Saints to pad their lead. But it, it, it's becoming just a, a refrain at this point. Self-inflicted wounds. We beat ourselves. Uh, is this a Super Bowl team? No, but are they 1-12 bad? I don't think they're 1-12 bad either. You know, I'm listening to you talk, and I've been around you for a couple of years, and I think you're a wordsmith. And you, you can't spit the words out right now. You sound like me babbling over words and struggling with the English language. It's like I, Thanks. The, the, fr- the frustration. Yeah. I mean, that that's what like, we feel it we up feel here. It. Yeah. We're we not in meetings every day. We're not practicing. Our bodies are not beat up. We're not putting this product out on the field. It's just it's so frustrating, man. 204 rushing yards. Special teams, that, that advantage Saints today. Missed field goal. Yes, they missed one. But then the block punt, and that, that changed the game. But you just felt in the fourth quarter we're making this drive. We're going down um, to be able to – to get a touchdown, possibly, it's a tie ball game. I'll give our opportunity to tie the ball game. And, you know, the goal to go, that's two weeks in a row we had goal to go. And it wasn't like from the nine. I mean, this is on the two and the one-yard line. And we get a negative play and, and, and then a sack. And then now we have to attempt a field goal. We just we keep shooting ourselves, and we don't give ourselves a chance. You know, it's one for six on fourth down, 0 for two in the red zone, 0 for one goal to go. And our pass game struggles, man. That, that's the thing that's disheartening. I, I thought maybe there were some plays receivers could have made in the first half. 
Um, yes, you are somewhat contested, but you know what? You got to make a play. Uh, did Bryce miss somebody wide open for a touchdown? We did. He did. Very worried about his psyche uh, because watching him right after the play turn and walk back the other way just like couldn't believe that he missed that. But yet came out in the second half, stood tall in the pocket, made some throws, we made some plays, and then next thing you know, game's over. I mean, it's just, yes, we understand we had a missed call by the referee that everybody knows we should have saw. That was missed. It should have been seen. But we're just – Everything has to go right. I think that's the biggest thing. It's everything has to go right for us. There's no margin of error. It has. It, it's the other way. I mean, there's. It, we just. We got to find that game. Where where can we find it? I'm I'm not sure. But you hit it on Tampa. That's not a great football team, and they just went to they just went to Atlanta and beat Atlanta today. I I watched this play against Atlanta week one. I, you can't tell me we can't beat them next week. Just. Luke, the snapshot of the division right now. First place, three teams that are six and seven. Yeah, there's no there's no clear favorite. We kind of talked about it in the pregame. There's there's a lot of teams that are looking for who they are. Who is Tampa? Who is Atlanta? Who is New Orleans? And you know, and, and who are we right now? We gotta try to figure out what we do well. We gotta try to continue to build on that. And I think you look around the division. We've we've talked about it. It's like nobody wants to go out there and grab control of the division right now and that's that's good for us moving forward because we we've talked about we believe in Bryce and all these other teams they don't have a guy that they've drafted that they believe in and so for us is hey we got to try to figure out who our guys are this year we figure out who those guys are try to hold on to them and then continue to build build moving forward because when you go in obviously we've got more games to play this year but when you look at moving forward it's that the division's up in the air there's no breeze there's no Matt Ryan you're not in the AFC West with Mahomes and Herbert and all these really good quarterbacks where you're like, on, we got a whole mountain to climb to get to where we get to. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but you got to try to look for positives. I think Miles, we saw a little bit of, of Miles today of what we, 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 we saw in Philly last year. Jump cut, shake, make guys miss, burst. Derek Brown obviously played really well. Frankie played really well. But I think what it comes down to is we got to get some guys on the outside. Obviously, Thielen's been great this year but we have to have some guys that'll make contested hard catches because it's the nfl you're not always going to be wide open but i thought bryce made some really good throws on downfield balls and we just weren't able to make plays and come down with the football and i think that's really what it comes down to is hey we got to make big plays because that's how you win games you look on the on the saints they blocked a punt they had the, they had a couple conversions near the red zone they got a couple stops that big stop when we had the ball first and one they pushed us back and then they had a couple sacks like you got to be the team that makes more plays and there's five or six plays that we weren't able to make I think you know you can look and say hey did we call the right plays yeah I think we called the right plays we had guys wide open we fell on a fourth down we had Mingo down the middle of the field the plays are there and you make a few of those plays you go into halftime it's it's 14 to 10 you make you convert on that on that slip fourth down we're going down to score to take the lead I, we just have to st- we got to get up and as players you got to be the team that makes the most plays and we just haven't been able to do that a hope is that thing with feathers that perches in the soul and right now over these next four games we need to find a little hope we need to find a few beacons of light to carry into the offseason to turn out the noise been some dark days we thank you for hanging with us for listening with us 
keep pounding, right? That's the mantra, but we got to find a couple of drum beats here over these last four games. Jim? All right. That didn't make me feel any better, but thank you, Anish. Four more games to go. One and 12 are the Panthers. When we come back, uh, we'll read uh, through some of the key stats from this game. We'll get you an update on the NFL scoreboard, some games Coming to an end as the late games are now underway. Jim Zoki along with Brett McMillan. More to come on the Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey post-game show. You're listening to Panthers Football presented by Morris Jenkins. Panthers football is heard exclusively on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Touchdown, Carolina! Join us next Sunday as the Panthers host the Packers. Kickoff on the network is set for 1 o'clock. Presented by Morris Jenkins, official heating, air conditioning, and plumbing services partner of the Carolina Panthers. Back to Jim Zoki with more of the Panthers postgame show. Presented by Southern Star, an official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. Uh, along with Jim Zoki, Brett McMillan, Panthers fall to the Saints 28-6. Before we get you up to date on the late action, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Carolina Panthers radio network. All right, this drive around the league is brought to you by the Honda dealers of the Carolinas. Uh, the early games that were running long, Baltimore ends up beating the Rams in overtime 37-31. Tylen Wallace, 76-yard punt return for a touchdown to win the ball game. He broke about, what, four or five tackles on the way there, Jim? They looked like they had it covered. I mean, they had it like a typical, he's running laterally covered, and then next thing he broke a couple tackles and goes down the sideline, stumbles, keeps his footing, and uh, what a, what an amazing way to end the game. It was. So Baltimore gets that win. They go to, uh, what's that, 10-3 and three on the year now. Cleveland knocks off Jacksonville 31-27. to Joe Flacco. Yes, guy's still playing. Off the couch. Off the couch. 26 of 45, 311 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Trevor Lawrence did play for Jacksonville, had three touchdown passes, but three interceptions as well. Late games, five and a half minutes to go in the first half. Minnesota and the Raiders are scoreless. Uh, just starting the second quarter, Seattle leads San Francisco 10 to 7. Uh, early in the second quarter, Buffalo 7, Kansas City nothing. And just starting the second quarter, Denver leads the Chargers. Every time I see LAC, I still want to say the Clippers. Uh, I th- yeah, yeah, I can see that. Denver leads the Chargers 7 to nothing. Tonight, it's Philadelphia and Dallas. All right, I'm going to look at a couple of the team stats, and you can get the uh, box score of the individuals. But just uh, briefly, 303 yards of offense for the Panthers. Only 207 for New Orleans, and yet they win 28-6. to Again, the game didn't play out as far as their offense really being the huge contributors. They were held, the Saints were, by the Panthers' defense to 3 of 10 on third down. Panthers were actually 40% on third down, 8 out of 20, but 1 out of 7 on fourth down as they had to go for a large number of those. Panthers' Brett actually had 27 more offensive plays, 79 to 52. But, again, when you're blocking a punt for a touchdown, you're just giving the ball back without possessing the ball. Oh, by the way. The NFL office changed that to a fumble by Hecker. That's right. That's right. So it's a fumble by Hecker. How dare he have the ball fumble off his foot before he could that's punt right. it? <laughs> Apparently he dropped it on his foot. There he <laughs> That's That's like one of those misleading stats. Johnny Hecker did nothing wrong. Uh, Bryce was sacked four times. Uh, the Panthers got to Derek Carr for one sack in this game. Panthers actually possessed the ball for, uh, let's see, about uh, 10 more minutes in this game, 35 to 25 minutes in the game. You mentioned earlier the penalties were a non-factor either way, four for 27 against Carolina, Saints with three for 30. 
All right, some individual numbers. Uh, Bryce Young, just 13 of 36 for 137 yards. His quarterback rating, whatever that that means, was 48. But for most of the game, he actually had a better quarterback rating than Derek Carr did, which is amazing. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, 23 carries, 87 yards, at 3.8 yards a carry. Miles Sanders had 10 carries for 74 yards. He also had that long 48-yarder that got him down to a one, but they couldn't score from the one. They had to settle for a field goal on that one. Uh, Bryce Young, three carries for 40 yards. Leading receiver, Adam Thielen, five catches for 74 yards. Uh, DJ Chalk had two for 26. Mingo had two for 22. Chuba Hubbard had two for nine, and those are the only guys who had multiple catches during the ball game. One sack in the game, that was Frankie Louvu had that one. Uh, Derek Brown, five tackles, five assists for 10 total. J.C. Horn had ten, seven tackles. For the ball game, uh, Xavier Woods had six tackles, five of those solo. Uh, Von Bell had six tackles on the game. Uh, four of those were solo tackles. All right, so all adds up to 28-6. New Orleans wins over Carolina. Brett and I will be back with our final three and outs and uh, wrap things up next. And the final score, New Orleans 28, Panthers 6. You're listening to Panthers Football presented by Morris Jenkins. This is Jim Zoki. Join me Sunday at 10 for the Panthers Stadium Show. Three hours of pregame. Counting you down to the Panthers-Packers game. On the home of the Carolina Panthers, 99.7 The Fox. The Panthers postgame show continues. Presented by Southern Star. An official bourbon of the Carolina Panthers. Celebrate the spirit of the Carolinas. All right, final moments here of uh, the Southern Star Bourbon Whiskey Post Game Show. Jim Zoki, along with Brett McMillan. We call it three and outs. Our final couple thoughts here, Brett, as we uh, send folks home. 28-6 Saints win over the Panthers. What were some of your takeaways from this? Well, I think this team still 13 games in is still looking for an offensive identity. I think they're trying to make it pounding the ball, mm-hmm. and they did so effectively today, you know, rushed for 204 yards, but then they kind of defeat that by these long, low-percentage passes downfield especially in short yardage situations, which kind of baffles me. The defense, as we talked about, Jim, is playing well enough to win. Unfortunately, the offense is not holding up their end. And as they enter the last quarter of the season, you look at who they have left to play, and every one of these teams is still in playoff contention. Atlanta, Green Bay, Jacksonville, and Tampa Bay. So they have a chance to play spoiler, but I don't think that's what they need to be thinking about. There'll be talk about that, I think. But don't think about that. They need to think about pride, getting another win, not finishing the season with just one win, and more importantly, every one of these guys is fighting for a job. With the new coaching staff coming in next year, you know, put your best stuff on tape. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think we need to continue to, you know, with all uh, open eyes and all honesty, evaluate Bryce Young. I mean, because at some point, we're this many games in, we're 13 games in, he's played 12 of the 13 games. You know, what do you have in Bryce Young? I understand it's a rookie season and all that, but, you know, where is he in terms of his development? You know, what is his actual ceiling? I mean, start getting a, a, a grasp on what is he capable of actually doing? Um, because there was you know, there were moments like you know Jonathan Mingo on a post route that's a touchdown, uh, but is overthrown by about five yards. So you know at some point you know he doesn't have to hit every open throw where he's not under duress. But there's so many other times where it's like okay there wasn't pass protection, receiver didn't have much separation. I get that, but when you've got a big play there, you got to win it. And this team is struggling for points. And sometimes I mean it's him. <laughs> it's not just everybody else. There are times where it is him. Uh, so where are you in his development is what I'm saying. I'm not saying like he's, you know, like we have to make a final determination on that, but where is he on that scale 
of his development. Uh, to your point earlier, positive note was running for 204 yards with both backs. Kind of the first time we've seen both backs do really well in a game. Uh, this offensive line, we've said it last year when Steve Wilkes jumped in, it's more built to be effective, more so in the run game than the pass pro. So I think that's a big part of the identity that's coming together there. And kudos to Derek Brown and the defense. The score doesn't do them justice. They did a lot to keep this team in the game the entire way. Uh, there are some really good components to this defense. It's that complimentary football where, again, the, the offense was going for stuff on fourth down. The score does not – those last two touchdowns don't indicate how close this game was. This was – a 14-6 game. Should have been 14-9. to Eddie misses on a 41-yard field goal. This could have been a close, interesting game. Whether they win or not, this could have been and should have been a game that went down to the wire. So it's one of those games where if you just had a C-minus passing offense, it just doesn't have to be A-plus, but just a C-minus passing offense. You've got defense. You've Today was a weird day in that they had a, a punt fumbled for a touchdown the other direction. That usually doesn't happen. It's just the passing game in particular. If that could come together, this team would be competitive, and that's the missing ingredient right now. Yeah, and I think it's on both ends. I think the quarterback, as you talked about, what he got in Bryce Young, but also some receivers you thought you were adding that would be bring high quality to the receiving core. Thielen has been everything you expected. But some of these other guys – I mean, I, I, I've seen a lot of drops this year that I thought should have been catches. Yeah, or fighting for the one-on-one balls, whether it's like a drop or just contested balls, just winning. Whether it's Mingo, DJ Chark, certainly I thought should have won one down at the four or five-yard line. You know, winning some of those contested 50-50 balls. In a team that struggles, you have to come up with those more often than not. You don't win them all the time, but you got to win them more often than not, and they're just not. Yeah. So, what are you going to do? Well, Brett, I enjoyed it. We don't get to work together one-on-one very often, so great to see you. Good to see you, too. Enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun, and thanks to all of our crew here with you know, Wendell and who we have. we got David, we got Byron, we got Podcast Matt. Appreciate you guys sticking to the end. Ben Blevins and the Spanish crew down the hall as well. Final score, 28-6. to The Saints win over the Panthers. Next up, uh, the Atlanta Falcons in town. Thanks for listening here on the Panthers Radio Network. Carolina Panthers football is brought to you by Harris Teeter, the official grocery store of your Carolina Panthers. Buick, a proud sponsor of the Carolina Panthers. Mount Olive, the official pickle juice of the Carolina Panthers. Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.